Welcome to No BS Engineering, the podcast for developers around the world who care about their careers. Join us as we share ideas, war stories, and talk with special guests about how developers can up their game and move their career forward. Welcome to another episode of No BS Engineering. My name is Cal Evans and my co-host is Mario Peshev. And we're so glad that you've spent some time with us today. Mario's over there waving. Uh, so, so glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. This is our 2020 wrap-up. 2021 prognostication episode. Every podcast has to do one. We are legally obligated to do this, so we're going to do this, and we're going to have some fun doing it. Um, this will be released in three separate episodes. So if you don't get it all the first time, that's fine. You can pick up a little bit. Um, you can pick up some of it later. Mario, say hi to everybody. Hey everyone, good to see you, and really happy to do this wrap up episode for 2020. Very much looking forward to 2021. I believe a lot of people are. And definitely can't wait to see what January is going to bring back to us. And Cal and I are going to come up with some predictions just for you and a recap of uh, what we had to face during 2020. Absolutely. So get your pens and paper out because this the, the advice that you're going to go in this podcast will dramatically affect your career prospects for the next year to come. So <laughs> It's like the alternative of the secret. <laughs> Let's put on our prognosticating hats now. Let's look to 2021, but not not for business because we we've we've talked a lot of business and you know we we talk both business and engineering on this podcast. Let's talk about more technical things. Um, what's coming up in 2021? Now I'm going to kick this off. Um, Dries Bruhart wrote a great article a couple of weeks ago. For those of you who don't know Dries, Dries um, founded Drupal or was the original author of Drupal and um, founded Acquia and all kind of fun stuff. He's he's one of the luminaries of the PHP community. Um, he wrote this great article on the fact that you know everybody still seems to be writing off PHP, even though the last uh, what we had seven, seven one, seven two, seven three, seven four, and eight. Um, the last six releases have all gotten progressively faster, and it's now blindingly fast. It doesn't use as much resources, um, and you know it, it's 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 at the same time it's growing in functionality. You can do more with PHP now than you could ever before. And a lot of companies are now figuring out, hey, I can do this stuff with PHP and I've got 5 million developers out there who would love to work with me on this. So, you know, one of my predictions of for 2021 is that PHP and the PHP community will continue to grow because despite all of the PHP is dead articles and the fractal of bad patterns and all of this kind of stuff, PHP has been silently growing every year and um, the community has been just getting things done, even though everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, how dare you use PHP and stuff like that. PHP has just been getting stuff done. So my prediction for 2021 is not that it's going to be the year of PHP because we've had that for several years running. It's just that PHP is going to get even stronger in the market and be even in more demand um, in the market. What do you think? So I, and again, I'm trying to, because you're the, 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 the godfather of PHP, so essentially I'm going to let you speak more of that and more of PHP 8 as well. Uh, but I'm also trying to kind of cover the web development space and those, you know, business intelligence and machine learning and, you know, server level development, lots of other different segments here. 
Um, and so in terms of PHP, yeah, I definitely do agree with you. And I would like to hear more from you on what you think PHP 8 is going to kind of bring to the community because it's definitely extremely exciting. It's definitely something that's going to contribute quite a lot to uh, the longevity of the platform and lots of other platforms such as Drupal and uh, WordPress, of course, needless to say, and frameworks like Zend and whatnot. Um, I do, and kind of the trend for JavaScript being the most influential programming language, so to speak, uh, kind of affecting whatever's happening in the web space, I do think this is going to keep growing. And one of the, uh, one of the interesting things that I think we, we can also cover soon enough is the server-side rendering even for headless applications, which is kind of the norm right now. And yeah, yeah that's something that we have to cover as well. Uh, but the, the web space is uh, going to evolve. I don't think we are going to see any major changes in terms of new programming languages or frameworks or anything like that, just groundbreakingly overtaking the universe. I do think we may perhaps be seeing more automated kind of website building platforms like, I don't know, Wix and Squarespace and Webflow and so forth, trying to acquire a bigger market share by more automations, by more components that are more or less drag and drop and easy to use, especially with the higher number of do-it-yourself site builders and uh, actually do-it-yourself businesses right now that were left unemployed due to the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, this is going to grow this segment and it's also going to, to create a bridge between no-code developers and actual software developers. You know, every few years we do talk about development and how easy it is to get started and how much more tools you've got and how many things are getting automated so you need more skilled people to get the job done. And I think the pandemic has kind of influenced that in the sense of more and more tools and more and more services um, uh, being developed further and being improved in a sense of solving more complex problems with no programming. So I think this is going to be an interesting trend. At the same time, especially with remote work and with more remote data, I definitely believe that uh, big data analysis and let's say software like Amazon yeah. Spreadsheet and BigQuery are going to be in more demand, which is going to impact business intelligence, which is going to impact data science, and of course, different forms of machine learning, neural networks, deep learning, and everything else along those lines. So this is normally the, the, the subject of, let's say, Python developers who are into machine learning, maybe R developers, maybe some other languages. What I'm curious to see is if other programming languages are also going to invest more into supporting machine learning and uh, other forms of AI works, or maybe integrating with TensorFlow, or maybe doing something else just to facilitate uh, more machine learning algorithms and their mm -hmm. incorporation in traditional programming languages. So this is something that I'd be very, very interested in seeing over the, the coming year. But more or less, development isn't going anywhere. If nothing else, you're actually going more remote. We would need better tooling, better software applications, better data analysis, better communication protocols. It's going to cause more problems to be solved, you know, traffic at scale and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, uh, for developers, this is good news, whatever is happening with the pandemic anyways. Knowing is cool. Sharing knowledge is even cooler. In my book, Uncle Cal's Career Advice for Developers, I share with you five of the most important pieces of career advice I've learned. Get your copy today by pointing a browser at bit.ly slash Uncle Cal. I want to share this knowledge with you. And yeah, what's uh, what's your take? How do you see PHP evolving 
and you know the web space also evolving and, and everything else in 2021. Well, I want to address two things. Um, first of all, with no disrespect to anybody in the JavaScript community, because I was doing JavaScript back when um, it was called Dynamic HTML. Okay, so I've been doing oh, yeah, JavaScript for that, quite yeah. some time, but. I've been watching someone learn JavaScript, and I will not mention this person's name, but I've been watching them learn JavaScript as their first programming language. And it's been about six months and they've been progressing nicely. And then they hit a date-time math problem. Hmm. I watched them struggle for a week to do a simple date-time math problem using native JavaScript. And then I... You got muted somehow. I muted myself. And then I went in in PHP and with one line, thank you very much, Derek Reithens, for the daytime library. With one line, I was able to accomplish what this person could not do in a week using JavaScript. And they loaded other libraries in and stuff like that and just could not do this, this very simple daytime math problem. And, and so when I see people wanting to learn programming, PHP to me is the answer to learning uh, programming because there's one way to one basic way to do it. You can get started using standard procedural programming. You don't have to worry about am I React or am I Vue or am I this or that or any of the hundred um, JavaScript libraries out there. You can just get started and write some basic stuff and make a computer do something cool with very little effort. And then you can grow and you can learn and you can do object oriented. If you want to go into functional programming, Larry Garfield has a book on that. You know, you, you can you can learn that stuff if you want to, but you you can stay within the language. And even to the point where um, I was reading my Twitter, um, my I have a PHP people list on Twitter, and I was reading that the other day, and somebody posted that she was in, just incredulous that more people don't use PHP for machine learning because we, apparently we have one of the best and most easiest to use libraries out there. And because PHP 8 is faster than 7.4 and faster than 7.3 and all of that, the speed is just incredible. So it's actually faster now to do this stuff in PHP than in, in JavaScript. I, I don't know about Python, but she compared it specifically to JavaScript. And so I see the doors opening and I, I, I see things, you know, people are starting to, sneak PHP back into projects and stuff like that because it's easy to use. And again, I, I don't mean to be nothing more than a cheerleader for PHP, but I'm, I'm as excited about PHP right now as I was back in the five, five days when I saw what was coming in five, six, because five, six really was the turning point for PHP. Um, up through five, um, five PHP was um, really struggling. Five, six turned things around. And of course, seven just really strapped a rocket to the elephant's back and uh, and it took off. But I'm as excited now about PHP 8 and what's coming as I was in the PHP 5, five days when I was looking at PHP 5, 6 going, yeah, this is going to start making a difference. And so, um, and I don't, I'm not one of those that says PHP is going to take over the world. I don't think that PHP is going to do away with Python or JavaScript or, or Rust or any of these others. I think the pie is expanding and that PHP is simply going to take its share of the pie. Um, you know, it's one of these situations is you, you always use the right tool for the job. It just so happens that for the jobs that I've been doing for the past 
16, 18 years, PHP has been the right tool. If I get to the point where PHP is not the right tool, I will move to another language. But so far, there's just really been no, I don't do any front-end Android or front-end mobile development. So I don't need all this other stuff. I do back-end development. PHP is a solid tool, a good tool to use for those things. So I'm excited about PHP. I am excited about serverless, um, even though we all know serverless is just somebody else's computer, okay? It's still a computer, it's just somebody else's computer. Uh, I'm excited about the possibilities of that. Um, this podcast that we're doing right now is processed by a PHP script that calls a couple of different um, Unix tools to do processing and all that kind of stuff. And I actually at one point had that to where I could push it up to Amazon AW or whatever Lambda, um, push it up to Lambda and run it as a process. Now, it turned out to be a very inefficient way to, to do it because of how I'm doing it. But I look at the day-to-day tasks that I do and, and I get excited because there's a lot of stuff that I do both for my day job and uh, on the side projects that I'm doing that can be pushed to headless and I don't have to maintain infrastructure, you know, and coming from somebody who I pride myself on the fact that I still can spin up a um, Linux server and still manage my own services and stuff like that. that. That's a huge admission for me, but I'm excited that I don't have to do that in, um, what, in with what's coming down the pipe. And, you know, Serverless is stateless. PHP was built from ground up as stateless. The, the, it was you, one process, one, one problem, you solve that problem, you go away. And that's one of the um, concepts behind serverless. You don't spin up a server for serverless and let it run for long processes. You do one thing and then it goes away. So I, I'm really excited about the possibilities for all people in tech and all programming um, stacks. But i you know, I don't see PHP as going away anytime soon. I see it, uh, it's because the pie is expanding, the um, footprint is going to be expanding. So the yeah, elephant's you know, got a big footprint. That, that's actually, uh, that's actually funny. You made me, you made me dig into some data. Um, I do have another port for Dowel 3 text uh, looking into PHP evolving. So there's the bump of PHP from, I do have it starting from April 2011 up to, let's say, November 2013. It grows up to 80% market share of all programming languages. 80% is pretty solid. And then like there are a few months going anywhere between 80 to 81 up until 2015, going back to 79, 2016, 80 for a brief period of time, 79. AD and then starting from early 2018, there is a dip down to, let's say, 78%, which is kind of the lowest it's seen. But again, starting from uh, late 2019, it's again growing to 79. And right now it's at 79.1, which is great. So um, what I'm saying is I just want to, to actually take uh, a look at the raw data and indeed so there was the peak of php you know 10 years ago and so forth that we all know of you know php was the bump and so forth then at some point it wasn't sexy as you mentioned right before 5.6 but then 5.6 happened then 7 happened 7.4 and now eight and actually the numbers show that it, it's actually growing and if we see the same trend uh we do expect to see 80 percent again in the next you know two to three months and maybe even aiming at eighty-one percent. It's going to be something that I'm I'm going to monitor closely. Yeah, it, it's it's 
an interesting time to be a developer. And um, again, use the right tool for the job and because the, the pie is expanding for all of us. So um, I, uh, there are other languages coming onto the market that'll be around for a while. But on the other hand, if PHP core would stop developing it today, okay, there'd still be jobs as long as I want to be a developer. Um, and I go back to, I was cleaning out my email and in October, I got an email from a recruiter that needed a FoxPro developer for a full-time position. Now, FoxPro hasn't been into development in years, and it's been it's probably been um, 15 years since I've touched FoxPro, but there's still companies out there using it. So, you know, even if the core were to stop tomorrow, all of us got jobs for quite some time into the future just maintaining stuff. So, uh, but the core's not stopping anytime soon. We've um, we've got just machines out there like Nikita Popoff that every time every time he wakes up, he's got a new idea for something cool in PHP. So um, I, I just can't wait to see what the core's got coming out next. I got a glimpse of it um, reading an article. Uh, yesterday, I believe it was, and I'm really excited about some of the stuff that they've got. Um, they've got RFCs out there for. If you want to know what's going on in PHP, go look at the RFCs. They, they, okay. It's very transparent. They'll tell you exactly what we're working on, and they'd love to hear from you. So, I Great lost stuff. my notes. Great stuff. <laughs> very, very excited for what's coming up next. Hey. Um, Let's wrap this up because we've gone, we actually have exceeded even what I thought we would do. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Um, it's been a while, man. It's been a while. It has. And it better not be this long next time. Um, I know we're going to release this as three different episodes, but um, I miss just sitting down and uh, and talking shop with you. Um, the fact that we let other people listen to this is secondary in my book. <laughs> you, you and I get to sit there and sit here and talk shop. That's awesome. Um Let's do a wrap up, though. Um, I, I'm going to say I, I'll start us off. For a lot of people, 2020 was very difficult, incredibly difficult, especially a lot of people um, not in tech. I don't think the tech people got or tech, or the developers got hit as hard as other people did. But that's because um, what we do can be done remote. So we were able to, to move that. But there's a lot of people out there that got hit real hard. And I don't see that letting up in the first quarter. Um, I think we'll see second quarter 2021 things start to let up and um, things start to get back to somewhat what we used to have. I don't want to call it normal because I don't think we'll ever, it, we're not going back to what we had. That, that That's not going to happen. But what's coming will be more comfortable for people, I should say. Um, I, I'm sincerely hoping by second quarter that things have opened up, that borders have started to open up a bit because I'm supposed to be in Europe in um, June and July. So uh, I'm really, really hoping that, th that things open up and I'm able to do that. Um, and and, but the thing that I miss most, the thing that I, I really hope uh, comes back by second or third quarter is conferences. I miss getting out there and talking to people face to face. Zoom calls are great. I, I've been doing them quite some quite a lot, but I love being able to just sit. There, there's no there's no replacement for being able to just sit and talk to people um, face to face. So I'm really hoping that um, that's the gift that we get in 2021 is that we get back to some on-site in-person conferences. Yeah. What's your wrap up? Yeah. 2020 was a hell of a nightmare for the vast majority of the people. Uh, what, what I want to wrap it up with is uh, first off, we all have high hopes for 2021. 
but we also have to be realistic. Um, on January 1st, nothing's going to change out of nowhere overnight. Uh, we yeah. just have to be hopeful that things are going to get a little better day after day, especially with vaccines coming up. Well, actually already here, but you know, coming up with larger quantities. Uh, and with uh, better weather in some places, parts of the world where winter is really having an impact on, you know, just people being closed and not being able to just spend time outdoors and stuff like that, which is also affecting mental health, which is another topic that we have also covered previously when it's really important. Yeah. Um, so, so definitely we, um, I hope that everyone is looking forward to a better 2021 and we are going to get there sooner, probably in the next few months. My initial projection starting last March or April was July to August 2021. And I'm kind of still kind of looking into the same numbers. Yeah. Um, additionally, if you are in a position of, uh, uh, if you're lucky to be employed as a developer, please uh, be considerate and please be understanding and please be as helpful as possible to everyone around you who, ha who hasn't been that fortunate. Could be your family, your friends, your uh, fellow students from back from high school or, some, or anyone else. Lots of people can use our help right now, both through education and just, you know, lending a hand and helping out one way or another. Maybe you, you can build a website or like just create a platform where people can, you know, spin up a website for their jewelry or something else they're creating right now because lots of people are having a very, very hard time. I had the opportunity to, again, remember that a few days ago around the holidays and just meeting some family members that I haven't seen, you know, since March or so. Uh, and again, seeing how much some of them are, have been struggling for, for over half a year uh, really made me, you know, appreciate what we've got a lot more and was yet another reminder of how appreciative we should be. So again, be be the good person, help out uh, to make 2021 better and help everyone else you can right now because you've been fortunate enough to actually not see a massive impact of 2020 yourself, if that's your case. If you're a junior, don't get discouraged. Um, there are lots of opportunities coming your way. Just make sure you spend more time improving, boosting your skills, working on pet projects, um, you know, looking into best practices and generally just growing your portfolio and growing your expertise. Uh, the better you are, the more desired you would be as a talent sooner or later. And it's going to be sooner at the moment you're going to find a job. So definitely, definitely keep pushing, keep grinding. Development isn't going to every, anywhere. If not else, it's going to be in more and more and more demand over the next decade. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of more or less my wrap up. It's uh, slightly gloomy and moody, but I again I do believe that we twenty twenty one is going to be better, but we are not going to to see you know uh, Jesus Almighty just coming out of the air and like removing pollution and and everything else. Um, it's just a wake up call for us to to just make things better and um, and and help one another and just make sure we work together towards, um, you know, getting back to a stable and a solid place. Yep. And if you haven't done so already, look up one of your developer buddies and reach out to them to see how, they, how they're doing. Um, it's up to us to take care of each other. So, hey, Mario, I want to thank you for your time. I look forward to um, sitting down next time talk with you. Audience, 
Thank you for being a part of this 2020 wrap up and 2021 prognostication episode. Hey, do us a favor. If you like what you saw, find us on your favorite podcasting network and give us five stars or five thumbs up, whatever. If you think there's a way we can do things better, drop me an email, cal at calevans.com. I would love to hear from you. Mario and I take all the emails that we get and look at them. And we hope to see you at the, uh, next week right here on No BS Engineering. See you soon, everyone, and happy 2021.